afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We have a magnificent show in store for you today, both on talkradio.nyc and on the Facebook live stream. You can find us on, uh, uh, find me at Sam Lebowitz on Facebook. You can also find uh, the video on uh, facebook.com slash talkradionyc um, and facebook.com slash conscious consultant. Um, wow, already people are, are piling on the Facebook live stream. Well, so, welcome, Laird, Bruce. Oh, Bruce, nice to see you on. Dennis, ah, oh, loyal fan, Dennis, thank you. Lisa, hi, Lisa, how are you? All right. Okay, let's get started with our quotes from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Each person in your life is there for a reason. And that reason always has something to do with love. Like me, the universe. <laughs> we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. A very... Apropos, a uh, quote considering yesterday was Valentine's Day. Um, oh, and, and, and for all my, my peeps out there from Valentine's Day, here's your heart. You can see it on the Facebook live stream. Here's my heart out to you because you guys keep giving me such love, hearts and, and thumbs up on the Facebook live stream. So every person is in our life for a reason. It has something to do with love. Now, it may not always be that that person is in your life for you to receive love from them. And it may not always be that that person is in your life for them to receive love from you. Maybe, just maybe, they're there to teach you a lesson about self-love. Maybe, just maybe, they're there to teach you a lesson of what does love look like or not look like. You know, sometimes we get hung up on how people act. And actually, this quote is very apropos for um, my thought of the day, which um, went out today, and it was in the newsletter. And by the way, you know, I, I always forget to mention this. I do a blog post twice a week for when our newsletters go out for the radio station. And um, the the blog, and, and if you sign up for our newsletter, just go to talkradio.nyc, put your email address in at the top of the website. If you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get the blog post and, you know, it's, it's there, the top, you know, three or four lines are there and then click on read more and, and you'll see the full blog post. My blog post was all about honoring people's paths, even though it may not be what we would do. And, and this quote about everyone being in our life for a reason, it always has something to do with love. You know, sometimes it doesn't look like love. Sometimes it doesn't look like, you know, they're so kind and so loving and they're, you know, the way we would want them to be. And sometimes we love the person, but we see them self-destructing or we see them uh, uh, going away, going in a particular way that we wouldn't go ourselves. And we try and talk to them and we try and guide them, but some reason they, they, they just don't listen. And I, t I talk about honoring a person's path. We can't live another person's life for them. And sometimes a person goes down a particular path because that's what their soul needs to learn from what they're experiencing and and we can't give them that lesson so sometimes uh the learning is about learning to love and let go learning to love and still let them go through whatever appears to us as difficult time because we don't truly have the long-term perspective we can't really see over a course of 5, 10, 15, 20 years, like what ultimately is going to happen from, from their path. So, yeah, there's always a reason and there's, it always has to do with love, but it doesn't necessarily have to do with the direct them loving you or us loving them. 
So a wonderful quote from the universe. Let's see what uh, Abraham has in store for us today. Hmm, Oh, this looks like an interesting one. Okay, so Abraham says, Esther said to us, Abraham, how come you guys, meaning non-physical entities, can't get your stories straight? This one says this, that one says that. If you've been talking to God, why doesn't God say the same thing to everyone? Why isn't everyone getting the same message? And I believe, you know, that this is about really there are many different channels and many different uh, people who bring through messages from the other side. And oftentimes they're very disparate. They're very different. And Abraham says, and we said, everyone isn't asking the same question. Everybody is not at the same point of, of understanding. Everybody is not even wanting the same thing. We are all about eternalness, which means we are about difference. It is in our difference that desires of all kinds come forth. And as all of these new desires pop up, every one of them, even in their difference, is important. Abraham. Well, a very interesting quote, um, because really, uh, you know, some people tend to poo-poo a lot of the, the New Age, a lot of the the spiritual kind of stuff that comes through, because, oh, you know, your spiritual teacher says this, but my spiritual teacher says that, and this one over there says something completely different, and that one over there says something else. And it's like, you know, come on, and, and nobody says the same thing, so how can you, uh, how, how do you know like any of it is true? And what Abraham is saying is that, you know, it's really about where we are and where the person is who's bringing forth the information, we're all in different places. And actually, the person who is bringing forth the information, they're unconsciously, subconsciously, in, intuitively, inherently, are asking different questions when this energy and when these information is coming through. And those questions are often completely different from one another. So to compare one to the other really isn't fair because you're not comparing apples to apples because people are not at the same stage of their development, because things are not exactly one way or another way. So it's really important to understand that just because you're not getting the same answer does not mean that there's not something to learn from what people are saying. As Abraham says, we are all about eternalness, which means we are about difference. You know, the point is not to get everybody to agree on the same thing. The point is not to uh, people to believe the exact same dogma, the exact same path, the exact same, you know, uh, this, this is the food you should eat and not eat. This is the, the way you should wake up in the morning. This is the way you should go to bed. No, it's not about us being all the same. It's about us all being different. All right, but it's about us finding the that path to our own hearts, about finding the path back to whatever you want to call it, spirit, God, the universe, source. You know, there are many different paths. They don't have to look the same. They don't have to be the same. It doesn't matter. As long as we are evolving, as long as we are becoming more conscious, as long as we're moving forward on our path, however that path looks, you know, and people talk, you know, there's the expression about the, the, the right-hand path of God and the left-hand path of God, and the left-hand path of God looks very chaotic and crazy and, and doesn't look necessarily like it leaves to the divine, but it surely does the same as the right hand. It's just a very different path. Wow, a lot more love on the Facebook live stream. A lot of new uh, viewers joining us. Thank you, Jane, Nancy. Oh, love you, my sisters. Uh, Lori, Ta, oh, welcome from out there in California. Joe, Sam, GP, GP. GP, I think, holds the honor of being the, the guest who's been on the most different shows on the network. So always a pleasure to see you uh, listening in on the live stream, GP. So... Uh, as you see, these two quotes actually kind of very much relate to each other that, you know, every, every message, every individual, every channel, every, every teacher may sound like they're teaching something different, 
But that's because maybe they have a different tribe they're appealing to. Maybe it's because just the people they reach need to hear it in a different language. Maybe just because of societally, how people are brought up, they need to hear the message differently. You know, I had a wonderful woman on the show by the name of Marge who talked all about this book, a channeled book called The Knowledge Book. Um, And The Knowledge Book is a very interesting book. But it uses some of the language in it, it uses because the channel comes from Turkey and grew up from a very Islamic environment. Some of the the language in it, like the the channel refers to Allah and refers to to a lot of Muslim concepts. And that can turn people off like, how can this channel, you know, uh, follow Muslim, you know, Islam and, and, and use these things because, you know, Islam's crazy. You see all these fanatics. And then you're missing the point. It's like when we get too caught up in the, the, the stigma around the words, then we miss the point of what is the message they're trying to convey. And, and, it, and again, it's a little bit tough. It's a very interesting book to read, and you really have to study it. But if you can get past the, those words and, the, and the, the, the emotional charge that's for some people that those words have, it actually has a very deep, very spiritual, very loving meaning behind it. So, you know, there are, and, and, but even though it does, but it reaches a certain people, you know, and, and just because, and, and this is something that we have to keep in mind for all spiritual teachers who have ever lived and, and, and they're, they're products of their time, of their society, of their context that they're brought up in. So, yeah, somebody who lived, 2,000 years ago and has one message may sound a little different than someone who lived 500 years ago and has a message. But if you take it in context, there is a thread. There is a golden thread that runs through it all, and it all has to do with love ultimately. If it is at all empowering, enlightening, evolving, about our betterment there is always that thread of love in there somewhere you just have to look for it and you have to keep in mind the context in which it is coming from so it's about being more inclusive not less it's about being more loving not less it's about being more accepting of differences not less think about this world and how much how much better off we would be if we could all just accept the differences a little bit more rather than a little bit less. Ah, Dennis on the Facebook live stream says, getting past the illusion of appearance is a major stumbling block for many. Yes, and it is a major lesson for many, right? The differences are only skin deep down to our core, to our bones, we have more in common than we have different. So thank you for that uh, comment, Dennis. Thank you. So um, actually, we're going to head out to break. And when we come back, I'm going to introduce our guest, a wonderful author and a dear old friend of mine who... I know from, I would say, a past life in a way, um, because uh, uh, we haven't connected in quite a while. I'm very excited he's going to be on the show. He's calling in, so you guys get to look at my pretty face all hour long. So please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this live every Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, and we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc.
do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your your digital digital connectors. connectors. Woo-woo! What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Oh, welcome. More viewers on the Facebook live stream. Welcome, Tori. Tori Quisling, a former guest on my show. And Priya, uh, host of, uh, co-host of Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Make sure you tune into their show. Fridays at 12 noon. See, they got my slap on them Fridays. I used to have the Friday slap. That was a long time ago, though. And, uh, oh, Mom Africa, Gigi, my dear friend Eugenia, um, who is tuning in from Uganda, dear, 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 dear friend of mine who is a midwife in Uganda. Wonderful. So let me, without further ado, bring on my guest. Let me introduce you to Mark Demetrio. Mark is a top-rated speaker and mortgage expert who has appeared at the Mastermind Summit alongside world-renowned motivational speaker Tony Robbins and Barbara Corcoran. As an authority on real estate and finance, Mark has been quoted in articles in the New York Times, Reuters, the Associated Press, Huffington Post, and many other media outlets. Mark has received the 40 under 40 award for as one of the 40 most successful business professionals in New Jersey, under 40 years old that is. He is a certified and licensed instructor offering continuing education credits to accountants, realtors, and financial planners throughout New Jersey. In addition, he co-hosts on WVNJ's popular The Real Estate and Money Show. Um, we're here to talk about his book, and I'll hold it up for the Facebook live stream, Lessons from My Grandfather, Wisdom for Success in Business and Life, as Mark takes us through the guiding principles received from his immigrant forebearer to illuminate the road to success. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Mark. Thank you so much, Sam, for that introduction, and it's so nice to speak to you after all these years. Yeah, it's great to speak with you. For, um, for those of you who don't remember, um, in my former life, before being the conscious consultant, I was a real estate mogul in the making who busted instead of boomed. And uh, that's how I actually met Mark when I was working on uh, this real estate project that uh, really was uh, a very expensive lesson for me, but a very important part of, uh, in my life for helping me to transform into what I am doing now. So Mark knows me from, I like to say, a prior lifetime. So it's great to reconnect with you, my brother. Yes, I'd say so. Very, very pleased to be on the show as well. Yes, yes. Um, so, Mark, I mean, you're you're a mortgage real estate guy, right? You're all about like finances and money and financing, uh, you know, real estate projects and stuff. What inspired you to write this book about the wisdom that you learned from your grandfather? So, my grandfather, who was just an amazing individual, and we can get into that in a little bit, but. You know, years after he passed, and I was blessed to have him in my life till he was 97 years old. How long ago did he pass? Uh, about when I was uh, 37. It's about 11 years ago, 12 years ago. 11 years ago, okay. And, uh, and so, you know, he literally retired at 60 when I was just born, ironically. Uh. So for 37 years, not only was my grandfather, but a mentor and my best friend. So we were super close. Uh. And his story, which is truly an amazing story, which I'll touch on in one second, but inspired me to... You know, this was maybe nine years after he passed away. I said, you know, it's a shame this man is no longer on this earth. He was such a mentor to me in my life in so many ways that I wanted to give this mentor to the world. You know, I wanted to take the time, the hours, the money, the sacrifice. I'm going to write this book to share this wonderful man that blessed me with his mentorship and friendship and, and give this to the world to share it back. So that's what I did. And, um, you know, when we get into it in a few seconds or a few minutes about his story, in a few, few uh, segments here, we'll... 
you, you'll understand why I wrote the book. Or right, right. now, it's up to you. Uh, and, and just out of curiosity, how long did it take you to write the book once you made that decision? So it was two hours. Two, excuse me, two hours. Two, yeah, it was two, hours, <laughs> two years. Yeah, two, two years of really. Uh, using every really every spare moment I had in those two years, I locked myself in the room, you know, in a hotel room in the weekend, go, go in and just just not come out and uh-huh. just have to eat and you know and and, and do it out of sleep. But I go in there and write the book and then tweak it and go over it and um, you know little by little just to get to the point where it, you keep refining it. So at last you know last year was really about refining it and refining it and right. refining it. So it's a process, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I, I have to say that uh, in some ways I'm I'm a little bit jealous because. I didn't know any of my grandparents because they all passed before my parents even got married, before I was born. Um, They all kind of died relatively young, um, which wasn't uncommon in those days. And and so, you know, whenever I I hear about, you know, somebody who, um, you know, had that opportunity to connect with their grandparents, uh, I, I always, you know... I'm, I'm always like, oh, you're so lucky. You're so lucky to have had your grandparents around because there are lots of people who, who never even knew their grandparents. Sure. I um, agree. I agree. So one, one more question, and we're going to really get into the book, which is as you were writing this book, as you were going through this sort of two-year process of really pouring your heart out of what, what, how your, your grandfather inspired you, what did you learn about yourself? How did, you, how did it... How did you grow in that process? Well, I think for me, I've always been a, um, a I want to say, either a consultant or an advisor to people my whole life, you know, from high school, with helping friends with their relationships or, you know, talking to the guy and the girl and getting them back together, about having people, you know, stay, stay healthy and be in shape and exercise or work harder in school or, you know, focus on their career or help someone with their business or sell, telling someone, you know, sell your big house and downsize, enjoy your life, you know, live below your means. I've always been this kind of, you know, empowering person towards people. So, you know, I've enjoyed it. You know, the motivational mm. speaking with Tony Robbins and Barbara Corcoran was yeah, phenomenal. I've done a awesome. lot of speaking throughout the area. So it really brought out so much more of this, this, and I have a lot of passion, but unbelievable passion towards truly if I could stop today and do this only full time, but obviously mm. we have to work and make money, yeah. <laughs> um, I would do it starting tomorrow. Because I, I love to, the ability to empower people, to motivate them, to inspire them. But it's just not because of, you know, who, hey, Mark was a successful guy or has been or still is or whatever. It's just the, the, the ability to have learned so much from my grandfather and when we get, get into it in a few moments of how he left home at 16 and started out saying, I want to be something in life, I'm out of here. You know, right. the empowerment and the, the, the passion he had for life that empowered me just to be the best I can be and move forward and get through anything in life because life is hard. You know, it's just a blessing. So I have this inner burning fire within me. And that the book really has brought it out to a high, such a high level now. And the reception on the book has been phenomenal. And the reviews Wonderful. have been phenomenal. So, you know, one day if I'm able to do it full time and help to inspire and change lives, I will do it. So that's uh, kind of what's really brought a bigger fire towards, towards that direction. Yeah, well, you and me both know that the more you put that dream out there and the more you keep stating it, the more it's going to happen, right? I agree. 100%. Absolutely. Okay, so let's get into it. Your, your grandfather, was he born in the States or did he come here from another country? So he, so he was born in Cyprus. Cyprus, um, okay. Basically, in my family's uh, ancestry is in Cyprus for God knows how long we can go back. Cyprus has been around yeah. the country since the beginning of time. You know, right. the, the Bronze Age and <laughs> all the early early settlers and, you know, uh, in the beginning of civilization, you see Cyprus, that island of Cyprus right there, the country right. of Cyprus. You know, So right. uh, we go way back there. But he basically was in Cyprus. He left Cyprus at 16 to make something of himself pretty much. And he left in the middle of the night without telling his parents because he knew he wouldn't have the resolve to leave. Oh, and, really? Um, wow. His, his father found out he was leaving. He rode out on his little boat and said, you know, I understand why you're going. You have my blessing. Here's a couple of coins from the little pouch in his little vest they wore back then. Oh. And he went off on his way. Greece for two years, London for two years, saved enough to come here. 1929, three weeks after the stock market crashed when he was 20 years old. Wow. Oh, what a time to <laughs> arrive. That's powerful in itself, just the beginning of that part. And just yeah. the magnitude of leaving at 16 when you really even know who you are in life. Yeah. So I want to be something in life. I'm not staying here on this poor island in this poor area and being poor my whole life. Right. I have bigger plans for myself. So just that alone is just so empowering. It's never, never stopped empowering me just from that that alone. Just those, those, all those things happen. Wow, cool, cool. And and so what about his his... And life and about his message, you know, beyond that sort of beginning part, like really helped you in your life. Like what lessons did you learn from him that that 
impacted you so much that helped you to be the successful person that you are? Some of the powerful things, I mean, he always said to me, too, was that, you know, the, the jobs that he had, so he first started out, you know, shiny shoes, and then got a job as a busboy, and then he was in the hospitality industry his whole career. So, okay. you know, some of the things he would always tell me is, and, it always, and, I, and I believe that, because I've done every job you can imagine, from landscaping to housing to, you know, accounting work to whatever it is in the summers or part-time, it's why you're getting ahead in life during school. But he would always say he enjoyed the labor of every job and did it the best of his ability with passion and with, with motivation because he knew it was a stepping stone to the next job. So whether it was shiny shoes or a busboy, he would do it to the best of his ability because he knew that other people would notice that. And he would, if he took passion in what he was doing, it's, it's infectious. So he always believed that it was never the, the, the end job for him was a stepping stone to the next job. And that's what, he, that's what he instilled in me. And another thing, too, was a very powerful statement is that, you know, attitude is everything in life. Attitude <laughs> is from the minute you get up to the minute you go to bed, how you, how you are perceived and how you perceive life and your attitude towards everything, it's powerful and it's magnetizing. So these are some of the really big things, but there's so much more. Yeah. That's two so, powerful things. So, I live my life that way. So, so how did you start off? I, like, I remember my first couple of jobs, I, 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 I sub, substituted for a friend of mine who used to help deliver dry cleaning from, for the store in the neighborhood. So I did that like one summer, and then uh, uh, I sold news. I, I bought a bunch of newspapers off the truck on a Saturday night, and would go around to all the bars in the neighborhood and sell them for like you know twenty five cents more than the paper. Well, what did you do as like a kid to make money? Yeah, so from eleven years old, which I think was like six or sixth grade, I guess it was. Uh-huh. I guess you were allowed back then. Yeah. I had my first paper. I was six years ah, old. You know, I was I was in the Boy Scouts. I was and I was in sports, and I still got up six in the morning. And delivered my papers, made my hundred dollars a week, whatever it was, was phenomenal uh, money. Yeah, and, back um, then, sure. I also sh- I would shovel those same driveways in the winter. Yeah, <clears throat> and I shovel those same driveways. I would mow the lawns in the summer. So I was a little entrepreneur at a young age. But from there, I never stopped. You know, I worked all uh, all jobs. Worked at delis. Worked at you know construction. Worked at renovation. Worked at landscaping. And in college, I worked you know waitered and bartended. And so just you know never stopped. You know, I enjoyed making money. Enjoyed the hard work. And just just keep forging forward. You know, that's what yeah, I did. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. And and, um, uh, and and how much time did you get to spend with your grandfather when you were a kid? Oh, a lot of time. He was with us all the time. You know, oh, okay. we had the big Sunday dinner every Sunday. We were with all the family. Uh, I loved hearing the Greek, you know, the Greek accent. I'm talking yeah. Greek and the wisdom. <laughs> you know, the wisdom. It always the wisdom to, to be around those people. You know, the wisdom they had and the, the, the hardships they went through. And you know, life what life was like the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. I mean, it, much different than it is today. So yes, I always enjoyed yes. it. Uh, but he was with us all the time because they were retired. And then. At one point, they had a house in Florida and a house here, so he'd go back and forth. But I'd go down every every uh, March for a week to go see him. We'd go there a couple weeks in the summer, and he, you know, even when he wasn't with me, he continued to be my mentor. But he would literally clip out every day. He read three papers when he retired and walked every day and exercised, so he kept himself sharp and, and wise. But he would clip out articles every day, whatever relates either either health or life or financial or business. Every day, I'd get something in the mail, the clippings from an article he was reading or oh, several cool. clippings. Um, wow! So, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time with them. Really, we're truly best friends. I mean, I uh, talked to them every single day, twice a day. Saw them a lot. Awesome! 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 Okay, we're going to take a quick break, Mark. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the book "Lessons from uh, My Grandfather," uh, wisdom from my grandfather, wisdom for success in business and life, with, with Mark Demetrio, and we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Mark Demetrio, author of Lessons from My Grandfather, Wisdom for Success in Business and Life. And of course, if you're on the Facebook live stream, please feel free to ask your own questions by typing it into the comments field of the video. I'm more than happy to ask. Or if you would like to join the conversation, call in. Our call-in number is 877-480-4120. So, Mark... um, you view your grandfather, you had a very close relationship. He was your mentor. He was your, your, your best friend. In your eyes, why was your grandfather successful? Well, because when he came here, like I said, you know, his mission was to get ahead in life no matter what. And the ability to do that, people could say they want to do that and be successful and just get ahead in life. That's great. But the person that he was, and this was always was just so amazing, he was such a likable guy, happy guy, hardworking, you know, always, you know, some of the lessons he taught me were my, part of the 15 lessons in the book. One was, you know, be aware of the suffering of others, you know, be, you know don't, don't think you're, you know, could do this yourself, you know, have people around you, but also give back. These are some of the, just the mantras in general. So because of the person he was, he was able to get ahead in life. So the first job he had, he did it real well. He'd come in early, he'd stay late, work through lunch, do what he had to do, help other people. And then, you know, people would become friends with him. And they say, Charlie, there's another job over here. Charlie, there's another job over here. Charlie, there's a waiter job here. There's a manager job here. Like, he was blessed with being a good person, hardworking person, and a likable person, and trustworthy. And these are all wonderful traits. So, and he had passion for what he did. So all these wonderful traits are like pillars in life. So for him, that's why he got ahead. It's purely why he got ahead in life, 100%, because of those mantras, because of those pillars in life of how he was. And that he would just keep excelling and excelling and moving up each time he was, had opportunities. He'd take them on and he'd run with them. So, gotcha. you know, one of his, one of his and we'll get on to the, the best, you know, he worked his way all the way up to, to you know, basically the last final, one of the final jobs was one of the management at Westside Tennis Club in Flushing, Queens in the 50s and 60s where all the U.S. Opens happened and all uh, the big shots. Back then it was horse racing and it was, it was uh, golf, uh, excuse me, tennis and some golf. But tennis yeah. and horse racing were big. So back then he managed the Westside Tennis Club as one of the managers and Frank Sinatra and JFK and all the big players would come to the, the, the U.S. Opens. And Frank Sinatra literally had, my grandfather had his uh, ability to have carte blanche in his absence to take care of all his friends. And he said, Charlie, when I'm not here, you have carte blanche on my account, you take care of my friends when I'm not here, only you. So wow. these are some, you know, some of the things he got to that level in life. And he got to a point where he hardly even spent his salary because he got so much in tips from all the people that came. Because oh, he wow. knew their drink, he knew where they sat, knew what, what they liked to eat. Like he was just a major d by life. That was his calling in the, in the hospitality industry. So he loved people. You know, it was kind of that thing with a people person. Right, right, right. And a lot of these things, so, so he kind of like breaks that mold that people sometimes feel like, you know, you have to be cutthroat to be successful in business. The, the, he's the, the exact opposite of that, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you know I, I, I say this a lot. You know, you look at my grandfather and you say, wow, what a disadvantaged individual. You know, mm. leaving home at 16, a poor boy from Cyprus, getting on a boat to the unknown, not knowing what life will bring, what will right. happen in life, just right. going out. You think he's a disadvantaged individual, but, but, but because the passion, drive, and desire to get ahead in life no matter what, to go over mountains, go through them, go around them, take obstacles on, and just keep moving forward, he was an advantaged individual beyond belief. And there's a the big difference there. Right. So people, wherever people are in their lives, you know, if you you're not happy where you are in your career or your, your home life or you're in a impoverished area or you're, unfortunately your surroundings aren't where you want to be in life you don't think you can get a chance to break out there's always opportunity there's always opportunity mm-hmm. you know it takes sacrifice and chance and risk there's no question about it but you know if I look at his situation anything can be possible right anything can be possible. And, and so one of the things you say in the book is success is a choice and, and is that why because even with all these disadvantages you, your grandfather was still very successful yeah, I love that. I love that statement. That's why I actually put it in the book right, right towards the beginning. Success is a choice because, you know, we make choices in life every day. Like I said earlier, you know, your attitude is everything when you get up to the time you go to bed at night. But success is a choice because what I mean to break that down is you make choices your entire life. Every minute you wake up, the minute you go to bed again, you have choices to make all the time, who you hang out with, who you associate, what you do, where you go, what you learn, you know, how you take care of yourself, who you associate with, you know, what you want to do for your life and business. You're making choices all day long. So the choices you make to strive for success, you know, should be 
foremost in the, the, the priority of your life if that's what you want to do. If you put a plan of action in place to be successful and that's what you want to do, you know, more than you want to breathe, let's just say, that's the mm. passion in your life to be successful. You know, you want to balance your life. If you have a family, you got to be careful what you do with that if you're going to change careers. But, you know, you make a choice to be successful and you just, if you want to be successful, you can make it happen. You can make it happen. You know, there's sacrifice and commitments, but you can make it happen. So I, I know, you know, firsthand, a lot of people around me, there's mentors out there that can guide people, your coaches, your teachers, friends, aunts, uncles, maybe your parents, if they're the people that can inspire you. But, you know, success is a choice. It's a very powerful statement. And it's very true. Yeah. And, and it's success is not necessarily about, you know, how many dollars are in your bank account. You, it's not just about, you know, uh, how much money you've accumulated. Success is so much more than that, isn't it? There's so much more than that, and that's, that's something I also I address very clearly. Success is different for everybody. Success, the, the word success, that's why I put in the book, lessons from my grandfather, success for business, excuse me, wisdom for, uh, excuse me. Uh, wisdom for success in wisdom, business and life. In business and life, <laughs> because business and life is powerful, because the level of success that you want to achieve is different for everybody. Someone wants to have a nice family and a white picket fence and two basic cars, go on vacation once a year, not work too hard, work nine to five, and have a good life. That's a successful life. That's wonderful. Right. Some people aspire to have more things in life, whether they want a boat or a second home. That's great. They aspire towards that. And if they're enjoying their life, that's successful. But you know what? Someone that's making a lot of money and strapped with debt and has stress and their family life a little crazy because never there. Well, true. That's truly not successful to me. That's right. not a successful life. So there's a different balance. And when you understand your passion in life and understand what you want to do in life, where you want to be, you got to take note of the fact of what you want your life to be like. Do you want to work a lot of hours and not spend time with your family? Do you want to have a good balance? So these are very important things. People are so caught up with making money, making money, making money, but then they lose the whole focus on what life's all about. Right. You understand? Right. You also don't want to be, and I like to make the statement too, you don't want to tiptoe quietly through life and die either. Right. You know, not make, a, not make right. a, you know, any waves as you're going through the water. I mean, that's, you know, that's a different life too. Right. Somewhere in, the, in between. What I tell people is, and what I try to help people is to understand if you live below your means, my grandfather was big on this, if you live mm. below your means, you will always be fine. Yeah. So it's very powerful. Absolutely. If you're making $100,000 a year, you're making a million dollars a year, if you're spending that $100 million, well, shame on you. If you yeah. live below your means, have yep. a little money in the bank, and live yep. below your means, you'll always be fine. Right. That's a successful person. That's right. beating the rat race. I call it a rat race. You know, <laughs> okay. We're all in it. We're here, right? All right. So, okay. it is. so we got a comment on the Facebook live stream from Lisa. Lisa said... Said, asks, did your grandfather have a wife at home supporting him? She also says, slow down. <laughs> okay. Good question. Okay. So my grandfather, and this is a wonderful part of my book, my grandfather had the very good fortune of marrying his, his sweetheart from life. When he left Cyprus uh, at the age of 16, never, ever to see this woman again. The next-door neighbors happened to be someone he was, they were very wealthy people, and, and he was poor, but they were still friends to father because that's how it was in Cyprus. Yeah. And... He said to her, joking a little time, I'm going to marry you one day, and they're always friends. She's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Real quick story, they ended up, he came to America. They ended up losing all their money through some, some family things that happened. Uh, father lent money out as a banker. The guy he borrowed it from died. He had, and they, the family members came back and said, we want our money back from, from our father's lending it to you. He said, we don't have it. It's pressure now. It's out on the street. Anyway, make a long story short, he came to America. Mm. He found out they were coming. He got the job, dad a job, ended up marrying the woman, the, wife, the love of his life. Okay, so wow. about a love story built to this whole book as well. So he ended up marrying her. Unfortunately, and it was the love of his life. Unfortunately, she passed away when she was 60 of cancer. And I was 11, oh. so it was very tragic. But she was an absolute angel, the most wonderful person you can ever meet in your life, and a wonderful grandmother. And did your grandmother like work as well as your grandfather, or did she pretty much stay yeah, so at home and raise her kids? Yeah, so I was going to say, so she basically raised my mother and my aunt, okay. and without a doubt, it's very, very important to have a, a good wife, you know, whether she works or stays home, whatever it is, but have that partner that, that supports you and understands the process. But he did have a good support system in a way that she she raised the kids and took care of the house, and that's equally as important as going out and making money and being successful. Absolutely. At times, he would have to stay in the city overnight at these places he worked, um, you know, as managers late at night at these uh -huh. restaurants or clubs he was at, and he wouldn't come home. So they understood that. But the time is, the time, this is powerful too, the time he came home and spent with his family was very quality time. Mm. He made sure the time he was there, he was all in and was there. So it's a difference. But yes, he definitely had a support system at home. It's very important for that as well. All right. Uh, Dell on the Facebook live stream says, success to me is fulfilling my purpose. 
Yeah, I, I love that because what, and it's funny you said that. So great statement. One of my chapters is called Passion and Purpose. Right. Another chapter, chapter is called Action and Attitude. Those are the four pillars that I like to put in place in life. Because uh-huh. with your passion and purpose, and breaking down, if you understand your, pa- your purpose in life and, you, and your, your why and what you want to do, where you want to be, and you put passion behind that, you're, you're somewhat unstoppable. Now, mm. put the action, excuse me, put the attitude with it and the action plan or the business plan, then you're really on your way. So very, very beautiful uh, statement to make because those words are very important. Yeah, Dell Del is a, a good guy. Um, uh, uh, the fiancé of uh, a fellow uh, talk show host here on the network, uh, Kai's fiancé now. Um, you also talk in the book about the importance of persistence, you know, kind of putting in your time, and about the importance of your network and the importance of building relationships and people. Yeah, so, so my, my grandfather, you know, the, the, said always to me a couple things. It's very important to get your degree. You know, he left school before his junior uh-huh. year was over, so he's different. He, he learned school, you know, schooling through this life in general. It's always very, and my parents as well were great mentors, but my, my grandfather particularly as well would say, it's all about who you know in life, not what you know. And my mother said that mm-hmm. a lot as well. Have your degree, do very well in school, but you know, the connections you make in life and the friendships you make in life, who you associate yourself with, these are the people that are you going to get ahead in life with together. So it's very, very powerful. And that's exactly how he got ahead in life as well, because all these people that were around him wanted to help him because he was such a good person. And I've realized that in my life, um, you know, from being around the good people, and you do the right business, and you take care of people, and you care for people, they want to take care of you. If you do the right job, exactly. you know, for people, and you, you're passionate what you do, um, business comes back. I've never in my life worried about making money. You know, mm. if you do the right job and keep moving forward, you know, it comes, but you know, you need to also be in the right career. You know, you can be right. the best salesman in the world, but you're selling widgets, making one cent a piece in commission. Well, that's not the right career for you. Right. So you need to be smart as well. Right. Uh, he just happened to be very lucky being in the hospitality industry. Yeah. Um, a very people-oriented industry, too. Say <laughs> again? I say it's a very people-oriented industry. Very so for somebody so. who values people so much, it's a perfect industry. You know, and you said before, as far as being persistent and, and moving forward, and persevering, these are all things, you know, that he made sure no matter no matter what, he would get ahead. And he always kept sending money back to his family. Entire mm. uh, years that they were all alive, he would send money back every year to his family back in Cyprus. Wow. Um, you know, and he had, listen, he had his trials and tribulations. He, he, was, he was drafted at 43 years old to the World War II as one of the Ooh. oldest draftees in the military to go in. Wow. Uh, you know, he, he made it through that. He happened to be on a ship. He wasn't on the land, which was great. They were bombing the uh, the land uh, on that ship there. But you know, the, a lot of ships were getting you know bombed back. Torpedoes got blown stuff, up around yeah. him. So you know, he went through a lot of stuff in life. But the pot, you know, what it is too the positive attitude he always had about life. And one of the things you ask me about things that made him stand out is he he never looked back. He he would uh, learn from his mistakes, but he'd never dwell on negativity or things that could have been or things that should have been. It's one, and, and I've actually taken that on. It's a blessing that I have the ability to kind of look forward and learn from the past, but not dwell on negative things or dwell on the past, things you can't change, maybe learn from the past. But there's there's empowerment to that because most people are caught dwelling on negative things, dwelling on things that should have been, you know, worrying about things. You need to get, you need to take hold of your brain and really control your brain rather than let it control you. Like mm. my grandfather controlled life rather than let life control him is what he did in life. Right. So just, you know, it's pretty powerful. It's hard for people to do that, but it's, it would help a lot of people if they can focus on that. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Mark, uh, time for us to take uh, our last break of the show. Things really fly when you have such interesting guests. So when we come back, let's uh, just talk a little bit more about the nature of success and, and what you, you know, are hoping people really take away from this book. Um, and thank you, uh, Dell said, love it. Uh, Lisa, you're welcome. Um, thank you. Keep the comments coming on the Facebook live stream and on the Facebook live stream. Listen, if people, you guys are enjoying this interview, please share the video. Uh, the more you share it, the more people are going to see it, the more it helps uh, us overall. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on this show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Mark Demetrio, author of Lessons from My Grandfather, Wisdom for Success in Business and Life. Mark, where can people find your book? Is it in all the usual outlets? Yeah, so basically I have a website called grandfatherlessons.com. Okay. So grandfatherlessons.com. And on there is many different purchase options, whether it's, uh, you know, you want to buy the ebook or the hard copy. Uh, but you can just buy right through Amazon as well. Um, but you can do, check out either one. I'm, on my site, actually, I have a sample chapter there as well as lots of good material. So they can go, again, right to Amazon or right to my site, um, grandfatherlessons.com. Cool, cool. So, so I'm just curious, Mark, like, and we talked a little bit in the beginning about sort of the process of writing the book and stuff. Is there anything that in reviewing all this stuff and, and putting all this together, all these ideas and lessons you learned from your grandfather, is there anything that shifted within you in terms of your own attitude about success from reviewing all this? Well, I, wanna, well, I think for me as an individual, you know, I, I've been just very blessed because everything I wrote in the book is really, you know, was within within me you know i wrote mm -hmm. really from the heart and the passion i put into this book was really everything i believe in and everything i've i've worked through in life and continue to do so so i'm kind of blessed that i wrote a book about really what's inside me about what i've learned from my grandfather really yeah. about what he was all about as well so um i think again it, i don't think it's changed any of my mindset i think if anything it's it's had me more focused on you know, I think, again, the future where I'd like to be more in life and how I want to give back to help a lot of people and inspire them. So I think it's really, again, pushed me harder towards that direction. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want to read, you asked before we got off the air about success. I want to read this real quick because this is great from the book. Sure. You asked about success, and it can't, it can't speak it better than this. Yeah. And this is right from the book. It's three sentences. Success is the result of passion and purpose. When action and attitude, excuse me, when action, attitude, contribution, and service are added to the mix, and service means service to others, obviously, right. it may result in the achievement of the desired goals and in the fulfillment of your dreams. However, keep in mind that success can be more of a moving target than a finish line. It's a process in which you take steps forward each and every day. So that's just to give you an idea about your message of what is success. Well, mm. that's the starting point. Right, right. Success isn't about a destination. It's more about the journey, isn't it? It's absolutely about the journey, and people don't realize that, but to be successful, you know, what does that mean to people? And I like to ask people that when I'm talking or when I'm coaching or when I'm on stage, but mm. you know, success in general, you know, what is success to you, and what do you want to be in life? Where do you want to be in life? And you, know, and, and you break it down deeper into that, and you know, the, the commitment and sacrifice and money and time it takes to get to your goals you know, sometimes it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And most of the time it's a marathon, not a sprint. And you're not going to get immediate results, and you may have some setbacks. And, you know, one thing in life that people need to understand, and, and the youth, I speak a lot in high schools and now getting into some colleges, oh, I enjoy right. letting these kids know, because most people don't, that life will be hard. Life has its setbacks. There's tragedies. There's deaths. 
deaths, there's disappointments, there's financial setbacks. Life will not be easy, and don't think it's easy. It's very hard, but if you're focused and determined to move forward and get around these obstacles and get through them and get past them, well, that's called life and moving through it. So I want everyone to understand that. They don't learn this enough in schools, yes. high school or college. And I think if you're, if you're woven that way to know life will be difficult, but you know, if you do what is hard, life will be easy. If you do what is easy, life will be hard. There's a big, powerful statement. <laughs> that's Brown a good one, yeah. It's a beautiful statement. And so I think more and more people have to understand there's opportunities for everyone in this world. And God made us all with an inner gift that we all have to realize. What is your passion in life? What is your gift in life? Everyone's gifted with something. Some are great at art. Some are good at music. Some are good at finances. Some are good at singing. Some are good at law. You need to find your passion and dwell down deep, whether it's through a consultant or a teacher or a mentor or just speaking to people. Like, what do you want to do with your life? What could you do if money didn't matter? You know, and you need to understand what that is, and that's your purpose and your why and just drive forward and never stop and that's you know what what you can do in life but know you know know that it may take time it may take sacrifices you talk about some of the greats like oprah and tony robbins and jim carrey so they were poor nothing going on in their lives you know i'm saying and look where they are today right right, right. Or, or like barbara corcoran who who wrote the um, preface into your book right and beautiful. she beautiful was- beautiful woman beautiful woman she wrote a wonderful endorsement in my book i'm very blessed by that and she's another unbelievable empower powering person uh and passionate just perfection to the best in its ability to talk on stage and let people know that no matter what keep moving forward and obstacles obstacles will come up and she's just very passionate about the topic mm. she's fantastic in that way she's had a lot of setbacks a lot of setbacks yeah. and just learn to get around and keep moving forward right and, and also came from humble beginnings and is what one of nine children or something like that? Yeah, like very she's... very tough beginnings. I mean, she'll tell you stories that when she was making her first commission checks in real estate, she went out and bought the really fancy, expensive red jacket with all her money, so it looked like she appeared she was do, you know doing better than she was. She said perceptions, everything. Yeah. She never lied about it, but she just gave the appearance. Right. You know, and that's one thing. When you could be 21 years old, people don't need to know how old you are. If you carry right. yourself with, with with pride and passion, and as an expert and confident in what you're doing, they don't ask how old you are. Right. I remember as a younger person, always wanted to be successful and do the best I can, people never ask how old you are, son. You Mm. carry yourself with the ability to just have that confidence. I trained hundreds of people here salespeople over my careers, so different careers, and right. I always try to empower them. Don't worry about your age. It's how you conduct it, how you carry yourself. Right. And so these are all, again, the same mantras, but she was great in that way. She, she was really, really very, you have to go outside the box, too, like she talks about a lot of that as well. Oh. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. So, so uh, what, what's in store next for Mark Demetrio? Where, where do you see your path taking you from here? Well, you know, as I said before, listen, my, my mor- I'm in the mortgage business for 12 and a half years. That pays the bills and you know, yeah. keeps me going in my career. Um, if I could, you know, if I had, if I was fortunate enough to have enough money to only focus on, you know, inspirational speaking, motivational speaking, you know, be out there inspiring the youth of America as well as at all ages um, to live their best life, to be their best person they can be and, and strive for their dreams because we're on this earth one time as we know it. Um, so really you make the best of it. But there's a lot of people that aren't doing that. And most people are not happy with their lives, yeah. not happy with their careers. So yeah. the more I can inspire people in that way. Um, and it really even comes down to being healthy, you know, eating right, exercising, just, you know, you're fitting your mind and your body. Right. But for me, um, yes, I would, I would, if this book goes well, I have a couple of books in my head that I'd like to do. Yeah, um, I will, I will definitely move forward with, I'm doing a lot more speaking as well as I, as I say, I'm not going to shut my career down now, but I'm right, fitting that right, into my life right. to help inspire as many people as I can with my words and my, you know, my books. So right. Absolutely. And there's no, there's no need for you to shut your career down as you're building this up. And then when it makes logical sense, you can always transition over. You don't have to be so dramatic about it. Right. Correct, correct. Nice. It, it, takes, it takes some time. But, but it's really it's a blessing in life to have the ability to share my grandfather with the world, my wonderful mentor, and to mm. be able to inspire hopefully you know, thousands, if not millions, one day with the words of my book and my speaking of my voice. And it's really it's a blessing to have the opportunity to do that. So right. I hope that one day that uh, you know, is my path in life because I really feel that's my calling, and, and this is exciting times right now. Beautiful, beautiful. And so if anybody wants to get in touch with you, like you're available for speaking engagements and things like that. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you and say, hey, I would love for you to come speak at my, my son's college or I'm a teacher at this school, would you come and talk to my class? How would they get in touch with you? Yeah, so, they, so I have... Uh, a couple options. I mean, they they can actually email me at it's, my email is really easy. It's Mark M A R C at grandfatherlessons dot com. Uh-huh. So it's M A R C at grandfatherlessons dot com. And actually, my website grandfatherlessons dot com. Um, they can actually go on there, and there's there's ways to get in touch with me as well. Um, 
So that's, uh, yeah, it's very easy. And I am doing a lot of speaking. I have a lot of things lined up already right now. And, uh, again, like I said, I'm, I'm fitting this into my life. I'm calling it a part-time job, which could eventually be my part, my full-time job. But I really, uh, uh, I'm blessed, and I'm going to continue moving forward to help inspire and and help as many people uh, get on the right track in life, or wonderful. just find their success, find their passion. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, next time, Mark, we definitely have to get you in studio because I need you to sign my copy of your book, Lessons from My Grandfather, um, because you know it's one of those things I love about you know I get all these books because I do this show, um, but I always like to have the authors you know sign the book, so it's like I can say yeah, hey, I'm sorry. There's a conflict out, but I, I will definitely no make worries. a point to get in. I'm in the city a lot, so I promise to stop in and see you one time. All right, excellent, excellent. Well, thank you so much, Mark. It's been a pleasure having you on the show today. I really appreciate it. It's great to reconnect after so many years. Uh, let's stay connected, okay? Absolutely, my pleasure, and again, my, my gift to be on the show with you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. And, uh, of course, a big shout-out to all of our Facebook uh, uh, viewers. Uh, we got some new people. Dana, Nahaz. Oh, Nahaz, I hope you're doing well. And another Dennis online. Um, it's really been great. I also want to remind people, we actually, I have left up the um, GoFundMe campaign. And so it is important for us, if you want to support the station, it would be really helpful for you when you go to talkradio.nyc right at the top of the page there's a button uh, for a GoFundMe campaign whatever you can contribute $5, $10, $25, $2,500 you know whatever you can contribute it's all going into we've already bought a bunch of new equipment uh, new cables you know we're working on a lot of stuff to improve the quality of what we have and and to you know be able to offer more to you our listeners and, and to our hosts so that they can provide great information uh, information for all of you and all these programs so please um it's valentine's day here here's my heart to you and uh show your love uh go to uh, talkradio.nyc and click on the gofundme button we'd really really all appreciate it um and um, so thank you all for joining me stay tuned coming up next kai cole with her show our daily magic she's got a whole bunch of people on her show today a whole panel discussion around love and relationships and uh we will be back next week with another great show. I believe next week my guest is actually going to be in studio, so we're going to have fun with that. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for being with me. I love you all. You are my Valentines, and I will talk to you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on this show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. 
For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. listening to the Talking Alternative Network 